0: Welcome to The Alternative Investor, the show where we discuss, debunk, and demystify all things about investing in alternative assets. All right, Brad, I thought it'd be fun if we did something a little different today. Wait, this was your idea? I thought this was our idea. I think you thought it would be fun if we did something a little different today. Oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) That's better. Yeah, we thought we would share with you folks the tools that we use in our day-to-day jobs. Yeah. And by tools, just, you know, basic, I don't know, software, technology general stuff that we use to get our jobs done. And I guess maybe before we get into the tools we use, Brad, we should probably just refresh people's memories about what it is we actually do, including our wives, I guess, if they're listening. I don't think (laughs) they care. No, they don't care. All
1: right, uh, what do you do in your day-to-day job? What do I do? So real estate syndication. So it's private equity real estate, investing in commercial property, specifically manufactured housing, mobile home parks, for high net worth investors. Okay. So your job
0: consists of, you know, sourcing manufactured housing deals and evaluating those deals and completing those deals. You and betcha. I do something similar for in the private equity world where I am looking, my partner and I are looking for a private company to buy. We plan on buying a company and then stepping in to operate that business. And so my day-to-day basically consists of looking for private companies to buy, reaching out to CEOs and you know, having conversations with them entering into negotiations around what it might cost to buy their company and hopefully getting a deal done here soon so that's what i'm doing Um, okay because brad started off what do
1: you uh give us some of the tools you use to do your job okay are we going to go back and forth (laughs) one-to-one or just am i going to talk for 10 minutes straight here Uh, yeah why don't you just keep (laughs) why don't you just get into it i don't know maybe if (laughs) if we get bored i'll stop you (laughs) well yeah kick it off so the the most important software that we use for the company right now is rent manager, because that handles all the property management and accounting, including the rent collection. Uh, For all of the properties, so that is a critical. It's kind of the you know the main operational hub of the business.
0: So when you say property management, essentially like, hey, here's how much
1: we're owed from each of these tenants, and here's who paid, and all that kind of stuff. You would think it's kind of a simple thing, but no. I mean, this is actually really hairy, complicated property management software. A lot of bells and whistles, a lot of automation where you can send kind of tenant notices. Uh, you can send out direct email responses to collect rent. It's just, you know, it's pretty fancy, with all the stuff they built in the software. Any idea how much you're paying for that each month? You know, it's one of these license things, which just, you know, it's a bummer. But I think we have 15 different licenses and they're all $100 a month.
0: Okay. So wow, that's pricey. So you, okay. And that's your, that's kind of your main software you use. And I think, by the way, it's funny. I think you told me about this software and I reached out to them to try to buy the company. No How dice, did that
1: go? No dice. Yeah. They're in Ohio. They're I think they got something good. They're not going to let that go for a, a song. All right. Rent manager for property management. Okay. What yeah. else? So then we also have to manage our investors. So on the back end, we have uh, a great Software put together by somebody we actually know. Yeah, our buddy Alex. Shout out to Alex in San hey Alex, Francisco. What's up? Who is crushing it at Juniper Square? Juniper Square. Yeah, that's a great piece of software. It is. It they they handle all the back end investor relations. Uh, so you know, before we did everything out of you know Outlook or you know Gmail and Excel to manage our our cap table, so to speak. Right, all of the people that have put money into our various entities, uh, and now we we can we've downloaded all that information into Juniper square and then we can have people's, you know, capital uh, account statements, right? So they look, they feel like they're going to Charles Schwab and they're downloading their, their statement. They're, they're digging in. They can see how much money they've put in, how much money they've received in distributions. They can see which assets they own. We can email directly from the platform. We can use it as a a CRM to keep track of, you know, all these investors and what's going on in their, their world. So it, it's beautiful. They've, they've built a great product.
0: Cool. Okay. So rent manager takes care of the properties. Juniper Square takes care of the investors. And then, uh, okay, so that's that feels like your kind of two biggest expenses, right? I mean, I mean Juniper Square is what, you know, 20 grand a year or something like that.
1: Well, I, he gave us, you know, a nice family <laughs> and friends pricing. So I'm not going to divulge that, but yeah, you know, you're in the ballpark. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. So what else do you use? So this one is critical to our company and it's no surprise. I mean, Dropbox. Uh, so, Dropbox. Uh, you Wonderful gotta product. It. You got to love it. You know, so it enables me to, you know, when, you know, you go out and see the properties, you're traveling, you can access the company in every file you could possibly want uh, through yeah, your online phone. file storage, right? Yeah, online file storage. So I, I remember the days vividly, where you know, because real estate, especially ten years ago, it was all hard copies. It's all just just reams of paper, yeah. right? The leases, the contracts, the insurance file binders, right? It's just insane. Yeah. And so all these companies I worked for, they would have just like a giant floor of just cabinets. Like the whole ha- other side of the office was just cabinets. And we were always nervous about a fire or, you know, what have you. And so Dropbox has obviously eliminated all of that. And it's enabled our teams to coordinate remotely. So, you know, we have properties in 12, no, 13 states. And all these different managers and maintenance people that are in these various locations can still work together and access the same templates uh, and, you know, just upload files so we're not just emailing back and forth mindlessly. Yep, Dropbox,
0: man, and cheap too, right? Like 60 bucks a year for a business oh, account yeah. and free for your personal account or something yeah, it's like crazy. that. Yeah, crazy. 90 bucks a year, I can't remember. Anyway, okay, so Dropbox, that's a that's a, that's a a no-brainer. I think everyone knows about
1: that one. Yeah, now this one is Google Earth and I use this just about every day. Just I to, love Google Earth. Yeah, I think we've talked about this a little bit on a prior episode, but just to be able to, hey, uh, okay, here's the address this guy wants to, sell an asset is it even called google earth anymore is it just it's just google maps no there's it? a there's a separate app oh really for okay. Google I earth. Guess
0: okay so what is what does google earth do that google maps doesn't do
1: well so to me i think it's more it's a little more flexible and the the well the thing that i use i use two things the most i use the ruler which you can go in you can actually you know you zoom in on the property and you oh, can yeah, measure yeah. okay Right, you can measure the lots. You can measure a, the acreage of a, a particular asset you're looking at, and I I really use it to measure like the space of the you know the lots between these manufactured housing, these manufactured mobile homes, right? Uh, to make sure that they comply with the code. Oh, interesting. Of okay. that county, that right? So if they're too close together, I know that we might have a fire problem, and that not, might not be a, a valid park. Uh, so, anyways, I use the ruler, and which is amazing. And then I use the uh, the ability to go to the time lapse. You can go backwards in time, usually about to 1990, uh, and you can look at satellite images of this you know, particular property, you know, 30 years ago.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. That makes, yeah. Google Earth seems like an indispensable tool for real estate investors.
1: Yeah. So you can, you know what the broker's kind of blowing smoke or you're like, you know, this thing has been a hundred percent occupied forever and I can go back five years and be like, well, <laughs> I don't uh, see any cars in these driveways. I don't see any cars. <laughs> uh, and I actually see a bunch of vacant pads here. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Sleuthy. All right. What else do you use? Well, obviously Excel. I don't think we need to spend much time on that, uh, yeah, right? And, the uh everyone's favorite product. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's like the the older I get, the more thankfully, I get out of Excel, right? Uh but, you know, having that baseline understanding and being able to go there and analyze the numbers is critical.
0: Yeah. And do you track Yeah, I think we do you track your um sort of all your contacts and everything like that in Excel?
1: Yeah, so we did the like with well, Juniper Square kind of took away the tracking investors out of Excel but uh, we also track you know properties and owners in excel and we're trying to get away from that so i am looking at various um, crm software for that acquisition that in, those inbound leads yeah so customer relationship management yeah. software right? like sort of software that manages contacts and things like yeah, that yeah so everybody thinks of salesforce and you know we could just get salesforce but i want something that is a little you know cleaner or sorry more simple that's geared towards acquisitions uh, so I'm looking at a, a couple of firms now. If anybody's got a great one for deal flow, um, send it to Brad at evergreenchap.com. <laughs> there you go. Because I'd love to look at, you know, all of the great
0: ones. Uh, I think I can help you out there too. I have some s- sneaky ways of finding software now. Have
1: you been sitting on this information? <laughs> <laughs> Why not you I helping should probably me? tell you
0: that offline. Yeah. All right. What else do you use?
1: Uh, so you can, you know, easily build a website now for a property. We use Squarespace. Yep. Crank those out, it, you know, really, you don't need to have... Oh, so you build a website for each property? That makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Can we just, you know, throw a physical sign up and say we're done? Well, do they not have websites already, most of these? Yeah, most of them don't. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's the uh, just basics we get to do. We come in and, oh, hey, yeah, add yeah, a website. Adding value right there. Yeah.
0: And Squarespace is like super cheap, right? I and mean, it's like it's like seven bucks, or bucks something. a month, yeah, yeah,
1: seven, 10 bucks a month. Okay, uh, and you can literally throw up a website with you know in who, ten minutes. Who do you get to
0: actually do the website creation? Do you use something for that, or do you? Well, in do the do beginning, I
1: did it, and then we ended up hiring a guy off of uh, Upwork, who can now just crank them out. We just give them the here's the property details, here are our, our templates for our you know. Lease application, yeah yeah Yeah.
0: So Upwork and Fiverr, I think is another one, right? Those are those are some freelance marketplaces you use.
1: Yeah, Fiverr is wonderful. I mean you got to filter through that most of it's you know, it's just worthless kind of tasks that you don't really need, but you can find some some gen vendors in there that will crank out, you know, nice important stuff for you for five bucks. Yeah,
0: yeah. So these, you know, most of you've probably heard about these, but Fiverr, Upwork marketplaces where you can post jobs and tasks and find people around the world to do them for you and man that they're they're nifty
1: yeah we've used uh vas through you know upwork uh virtual assistants to to do a lot of database crunching uh, or database entry yeah stuff uh, especially in regards to trying to find properties and looking for owner information we, we've touched on that in uh finding off market deals but uh those websites are great for those too. cool all right what else Mailchimp, Mailchimp, yeah. So email I, newsletters, e- newsletters. Do you do a lot of newsletters? Uh, I'm starting to do a lot more, just because I, you know, people find it valuable. It's a great, it's a great way to kind of, you know, show uh, you're active in the space, share your share your knowledge, uh, and it's also useful for brokers. Um, so I have a list that I keep in Mailchimp that is just for, uh, you know, mobile home park brokers that I send out a mail, you know, a little email with couple clicks of the, the mouse and uh, can let them know, hey, we, we've we raised a new fund or, you know, hey, hey, here's our deal acquisition criteria just as a reminder. You know, it's just a nice way to be kind of top of mind for the, for a lot of these brokers.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And Mailchimp's, MailChimp starts off pretty inexpensive, right? Like 10, 20 bucks a month kind of thing. It just goes up from there depending on how many contacts you have. I don't even, I, that sounds right. I mean,
1: I think for in the beginning, it was free. I think till like yeah, I'm sure there's a, a free thousand a free tier or something like that. Yeah, no. okay. The, the Mailchimp free email newsletters. What else? This one, the next one's a little nichey, but I've used it. Uh, <laughs> this one's cool though. It right? is cool. I've used it a few times. Uh, I I probably should use it more, but it's called Bond, and what they do is they crank out what appear to be handwritten notes, uh, but it's actually from a computer. So you just type in on Bond's website, "Hey, I want to send a note to this address." And you know, you give them the details. You hit send, and then this computer and it looks so real, right? Yeah, this it's, computer it, it, signs it, it, this thing that looks like you, it's like you did or, it.
0: it's like Have you seen the website, right? It's like these these robots, right, that are actually holding pens and writing these notes, and um, you know, you can choose the the style and the font and stuff like that. But they really do look handwritten. It's like it's, it's so cool.
1: Yeah, I may I may have sent one to uh, my mother in law once. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, and, no, nothing wrong with that, and uh, she did. She had no clue. Well, it's that the it thought. It's the
0: thought that counts. I mean, you could have written it yourself, but you also, you know, you logged in, you created something online, and you did it there. So. But there
1: is something nice, right? It's like who, you uh-huh. know, who gets handwritten notes anymore? And so, when you do get one, it's a little extra special. So I, I've sent a few to sellers before. Yeah, that's a nice touch after that's like a successful closing, especially ones that had other properties that I wanted to buy. Do you feel a little, a little guilty? No. Or, no. <laughs>
0: Not, even a, not little, even a little. So guilty. when people say, "Hey, thanks for the nice handwritten note," I say, "Yeah, you're welcome." Yeah, I mean it's it's not really dishonest
1: because something you know something did write it by or a robot hand. It just wasn't, yeah. wasn't your it, hand. It is handwritten. Okay, there you go. All right. So what else do you use? Magic, which is a personal assistant app. Yeah. What is this? Oh, this is great. So it's all through text messages and. The the only time it can, you know, it's great. So you can just say, "Hey, uh, can you order flowers to, uh, you know, this property manager? Uh, they've done, you know, above and beyond job. I don't know if my wife knows I'm sending flowers <laughs> yeah. to. Don't him. worry, she's not listening. Okay, good. So you send. Okay, well, I want to, you know, book airline tickets, or I want to, I want to send this, uh, you know whatever a gift.
0: Okay, so this is cool. How much is this a month?
1: This no, they do it by hour. So they, I think it's like thirty dollars or thirty five dollars an hour. And I, you know, there's inflation in these. You know, who's ever keeping track of these hours? Uh, but I don't. You know, it's fine. It it's better. It's like when, what I find it's great for is when something comes into your head that you're like, oh, it would be really great if I did that. You're like, I just don't really have the time right now, or, or you're lazy. Maybe I'll get to it. So <laughs> I find like I will end up doing a lot more of those things, just if I immediately send the text right when I thought of it. Say, hey, hey, magic. You know, can you go ahead and, you know, take care of this real fast? And then somebody like immediately texts you back and says, sure, I've, you know, I've looked at, I've got three different options for you. Which one do you want to go with? Right. So it's not perfect. Is it a chat bot or is it a human being? No, that's the nice thing is that, so I think it's, it's like recent college grads. It's like an army full of recent college grads is I think what they, they usually hire. Okay. Okay. And, you know, so it's not just a bot that, you know, you're. No, I said flowers. No. No. Not flower. <laughs> I don't want to send one flower. No, a bag
0: of uh, enriched flour. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Hey, I'm gonna have to try that one. All right, so give us a few more, and then uh, and then we'll we'll cut you off.
1: See, I, I told you I was gonna talk this. No, this is good. Are,
0: I'm learning a lot. Here. Are There's you a lot of these? I did haven't. Did you have
1: any idea I had I, all
0: these tricks? No, I did not know. Yeah. Everything you've done for me in the last year, I'm I'm questioning <laughs> all the handwritten letters.
1: <laughs> all, <laughs> all, the all the flowers. flowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next one is grasshopper. And so grasshopper is, is great for phone numbers for you know, virtual phone numbers. So you don't have to you know, hire AT&T and have somebody come out and install a hard line. Wait, so what do you use this for? What do, do you not understand? Am I not speaking English? I said virtual phone numbers. Well, yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is this used for? <laughs> this is like, so you get a property yeah, and you don't want to pay AT&T 150 bucks for a business line. Right, and you want because nobody who uses a business line. I mean, I I am looking at your business line as I talk right now. <laughs> I do <laughs> on a rotary phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is this nineteen fifty? Uh, uh, and
0: uh, so, if someone dials that number, and it goes to what your cell phone
1: or your your business line or what? Yeah, it goes to your cell phone. Okay, gotcha. and it'll show you know it shows kind of w- what property it's it's meant for or what you know what that phone number it is. So, so, if you have you know, say you you want to buy a couple of businesses, right, and you want to be able to know you know. Which this call that's coming in is it for this business or this other business? Yeah. Well, Grasshopper is a way to do that. Oh, cool. How much is I, that? I don't know. No I idea. Forget. Okay. I'm not probably in of probably cheap up. though. If I
0: know you, if I knew, <laughs> I do know you. <laughs> not, none of these are expensive,
1: right? No. But this is the best part about you know it's the easiest time to be starting businesses, right? I know. Like, look at all these tools. Whereas you would have had to hire a person for each of these things.
0: Yeah. You know, no, thirty no, totally. years ago. Yeah. And so by the way, go. I think Burner is probably another one you use. And given we're talking about Grasshopper, maybe talk about Burner. What do you use Burner for? Yeah. Burner stealthy. This
1: would have been a great tool. Journalists use this, right? To like have disposable phone numbers and things like that. Oh yeah. Well, so let's say what it is. So yeah. So Burner, you can set up a phone number that is unrelated to your actual cell phone number, right? You just create a number out of thin air that you can give to people and it'll work for a period of time. So it's just like, think of, uh, you know, in the movies, they buy like, the burner phone from 711 right and it's just this throwaway phone that they use for one phone call so they don't get caught by the the CIA or NSA right This is actually an app called burner that you download on your phone and you want to create a phone number to use that phone number to you know uh, you know advertise right and you want to be able to burn the phone number just get rid of that number after you've used it yeah. so nobody can just call your cell phone.
0: So so whereas grasshopper is a phone number that forwards calls to your current cell phone. there's a connection there burner it's through an app, so there's just zero connection to your phone
1: number correct, okay, interesting yeah, so it this would have been a hell of a tool when you know when you were dating, I imagine <laughs> but we won't go down that yeah that's, a, that's another episode, yeah all right it, it, round it out for us anything else you use yeah, the last one is uh you can kind of test out you know website or business ideas or you know, test out a property if you if you're into real estate and the marketing for those those properties with Unbounce, you can create landing pages really simple, and you can have advertising go to that landing page, so you can kind of test the demand. See, yeah, I something. think this
0: is really cool. what You do right? I mean, you see, you you basically create a landing page using Unbounce, and you can advertise for a property and drive traffic to that landing page and actually measure sort of the demand, right? I mean, like, that's that's
1: great. Yeah, you don't want to go into a, an asset not having a good sense of what the demand is for that property, that area, right? You can look at all the demographics, but it's, it's nice to have real actual data real time. And so unbalance and burner are two ways to test demand for a given property. Cool. All, all right, right,
0: Brad, man. I'm these done these are great. These are great. I've learned a lot. Seriously. These are, uh, I don't have nearly as many tools as you. I'll kick it off with, so I do use Salesforce we use Salesforce in our firm. It's a CRM customer relationship management software. And I think it makes sense that we use it given that we probably have a lot more contacts than you guys do. You know, we, we have thousands and thousands of CEOs of private companies that we have to manage or the contact information from those CEOs. We put everything in there. We put, you know, email addresses and descriptions about the company that they run and, you know, when, you know, notes about when we've emailed them and the statuses that they're in currently through the process that we take them through in terms of talking to them and negotiating. So Salesforce is a big one for us. I live in Salesforce. It's open on my desktop at all times. I think it's it's definitely not cheap. You know, it's, it's, uh, I guess it's cheap if you only have one or two users, but, um, I think it's like what 90 bucks or hundred bucks a month mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. So it's a great program. And, and you know, there's a lot of CRMs out there. I, I you know, I personally have the most experience with Salesforce from my previous careers. And so I've just kind of stayed with it, but I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff that solves the same problem. And so that's what we use for our CRM. And so the other, so the two other key tools we use is one tool called reply.io And that would be considered marketing automation software. And basically what that does is it automates the sending of emails for you. And so you can create a series of templates, you know, like, you know, dear fill in name here, you know, I'd love to buy your business. And so reply.io will send out those emails on your behalf. So you don't have to sit there and send those emails out.
1: What, like a kind of a drip kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you might say,
0: hey, look, you know, send five emails over the next five weeks and here's the templates I want you to use. And you, you can merge all the name of the company and the name of the the owner of that company to the email and so it feels a little bit more personalized
1: well well, what happens if the you know the guy or girl that wants to sell their company replies to the first one and then you start having a conversation and then they get some random email from you that's part of the form
0: so good question so reply.io is great in a sense it it turns off the can if if there's a reply it knows it it knows they've replied and it turns off the uh, campaign so they won't get another email that's impressive although (laughs) the problem is when they just call you
1: <laughs> and and they, then immediately they get an email.
0: Well, yeah, they call you out of the blue. You have a nice conversation with them. If you don't remember to go back into Reply.io and turn off that person, then they might yeah. get an email the next day that says, "Hey, I'd still love to buy your business." Like, are you kidding it? We just <laughs> had a conversation. Are you, yesterday? are you mental? What's what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Those are, that's always fun. And then I'd say the other, the third tool that we use that is absolutely critical is LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And I think we maybe have talked about this on previous episodes, but everyone knows LinkedIn, you know, social media for professionals. Sales Navigator is one of their premium products and it just has great search functionality. So you can go in and say, hey, show me every business in Los Angeles in the following industry with the, you know, the following headcount or something, you know, a bunch, you can do a bunch of different searches and it's just a great, it's a great way to find businesses and a great way to find Employees and owners of businesses. So, so yeah, this is something that's like
1: an add-on to LinkedIn.
0: It's a premium version of LinkedIn. So you're still, okay. you're still kind of accessing LinkedIn via the web, but it just it has yeah I guess it just has additional features than you would find in your standard LinkedIn profile. Is this standard, like
1: thirty bucks a month, or what does this cost?
0: I think this one's about eighty bucks a month. Whew. Yeah, but worth it. Worth it. Okay, so that's LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and I guess the sort of to round it out, when we we do need to find email address, so LinkedIn doesn't have email addresses, you know, obviously. If we want to find email addresses, we use a product called Clearbit. Great product. Uh, you can do a Clearbit plug-in to your browser like Chrome, and you can search for people's email addresses. So you might be looking for you know, the CEO of Nike. You type in Nike.com, and it pulls up a bunch of employees at Nike, and you can click on Phil Knight and find his email address. So it's very cool. What? Yeah. No, it's great.
1: You've been sitting on this? Yeah. <laughs> I've I never told you about this one. No. Uh,
0: gosh, I feel I'm terrible. God I'll send you a handwritten word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I apologize. We'll, we'll, we'll carry that one offline too. Uh, and then, of course, a couple of, I guess, you know, a lot of the ones you use, we use to Dropbox is indispensable, Squarespace and Fiverr we, uh, Fiverr we use for websites. We use G Suite and I think you do too. G Suite is Google's, you know, business suite basically it includes email. So all of our email goes through Gmail. There's a sort of a, a Google's version of Excel, which is called Google Sheets. And the calendar functionality, obviously, in G Suite's is indispensable as well. So all of our kind of business productivity stuff. You use Google Sheets? <laughs> You're in finance you use Google Sheets? Well, it's a different use case. So We oh, use okay. we use Excel for financial models. We use we use Google Sheets for more just kind of like basic online tracking of stuff. That if you want to have a collaborative document.
1: I was going to say, I was going to have to pull your private equity card.
0: Yeah, you know, I find, so I find Google Sheets, the collaboration features are awesome, right? So you're both can be looking at the same thing and editing it in real time versus if you have an Excel spreadsheet that's in on Dropbox, you have to be a little careful if you're both kind of looking at it at the same that's time. That's true. You know, if somebody saves something, does it overwrite it? Totally. So yeah, so we use, yeah, so Excel for sort of the more complicated financial models, but G Suite for more simple, I'm, I'm sure the product managers at G Suite are just pissed right now because we don't use Google Sheets for the more Oh, com- they've
1: heard this before.
0: Yeah. Although they probably, you probably could. I'm sure people do. Okay. So then we use a product called Crunchbase. So Crunchbase is an online website. It's crunchbase.com. And that's a good way to find out if a private company has raised institutional capital. So if they've, you know, if if they've raised venture capital money or private equity money. Is that basically a non-starter for you guys? For us, for the most part. Yeah. If they've, if they raised 10 million, you know, 15 years ago, then maybe we're like, Hey, look, these, you know, they've been running sort of a business since then. And you know maybe their ex, their exit valuation expectations aren't insane, but if they raised fifteen million dollars last year, then yeah we probably would not reach out to them, given that the, we we think that their exit valuations are probably higher than we want to pay. Got it. So we're yeah we do check we for the most part we avoid companies that have private funding from VCs and PE PE firms. And that's, you know, of course, my phone, my landline phone that you so so eloquently made fun of. It's not rotary, <laughs> although that would be kind of cool. Uh, that would be cool. Retro. And again, I think for me having a landline, gosh, what, you know, it's honestly it's just kind of a, frankly, it's nice to have like a physical phone. You can have a headset and things like that. And it's just like, I don't know.
1: I think I just, how much time is wasted from you picking up that phone, putting it up to your ear. <laughs> then you got to, you know, you got to lean over with, you know, against you know your it, shoulder to do anything at the same time. <laughs>
0: Honestly, you know what it was for me is I still feel like cell phone reception is not reliable, at least in my office. So I was dropping calls. I said, screw it. I'm just going to get a VoIP phone. So yeah, it's funny. No, but I still use it.
1: Have you seen these CRMs now where you just dial into the you know the, the phone number through your computer so yeah. you can just quickly, immediately dial people? Yeah, there's some really Ooh. nifty features. I'm uh, excited about that.
0: I, and I guess I, I guess the last thing I'd say is I do subscribe to a newsletter, and this is kind of not a tool, but it's a nice plug. It's, there's a newsletter for, called Axios ProRata. So Axios is A-X-I-O-S and ProRata, it's a, it's a great newsletter that sort of summarizes what's going on in venture capital and private equity. I enjoy reading that. Yeah. It's a daily newsletter I like.
1: You know what? I, it's funny. I didn't think about this as, as a tool, but I, yeah, I have, I don't know, five or six of these newsletters and they're indispensable to me because I feel like, especially now with so much stuff being online, it's hard to know what's real, what to trust. And you, you have to like, do extra research on anything you read (laughs) right so if you have somebody that you trust right that sends you kind of a daily weekly whatever newsletter that you know immediately it's going to be filled with great stuff that you you believe that's been well researched or thoughtful it is so time-saving so give a shout out what do you what's your favorite one uh, well, I like, what is it called? Stratechery? Oh, str- Stratechery. <laughs> Stratechery? I was just thinking about that one. Yeah. That one's great. <laughs> Strategery? Yeah. It's hard to say, but, uh, he, he's great. I, I'm blanking on his name. Ben Tomp- Thompson. Ben Thompson. Is his name? Yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. And he goes really deep. Uh, probably too deep sometimes for me cause I'm not in tech, but I love real estate technology. As you can tell from all these tools we were, you know, spewing out here. Uh, so I love hearing about anything in tech, but particularly related to real estate. So I, I read that one and there's a couple other ones that I like.
0: Cool. All right. Well, hopefully that was uh, a little bit helpful. So if you're going to go out there and you're going to start looking for deals and hopefully you found some gems in here. And if you get a handwritten letter from Brad, just know that it did not come. Yeah. From, you can just you know, <laughs> throw in the trash.
1: <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the alternative investor. Since you made it this far, you should take a second to subscribe to the podcast and join our email list. There you'll receive additional insights and insider access to the world of alternative investments. Just visit the alternativeinvestorshow.com.